begin after eight taps. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He was slinging pawns at a B&B when he had an epiphany. And make a part in about time too about not playing the NDE. It was free to all and I heard him say he bought my borderlands. But just sit back and let Spencer do his trick cause you're incapable A-A-M's. It's me. Where have I been? Where haven't I been? Woof. That was TJ Drennan. I'm Spencer, aka Free For All, and this is Keep Off The Borderlands. Now we've got that out of the way, let's get podcasting. Just wanted to clarify a couple of things. When I was talking about Tom Barbalette's My Rules Are Better podcast, I did put Wargaming at the top of the list. Now, it would seem that he's not as into Wargaming as I first thought. So, probably miniatures, skirmish games, RPGs, board games. Wargaming comes a little bit further down the list. And he recently demonstrated an interesting dice mechanic that he's playing around with. Um, D6 dice, but with one side left blank, two sides red, and three sides black, effectively creating one one, two twos, and three threes. Uh, which I was going to say leads to an interesting looking curve, but I'm trying to visualize that and I'm coming up blank. So just be aware, I don't know what I'm talking about, as usual. I also had some further thoughts about what I was talking about on the previous episode, maybe giving the call-ins a bit more context. I realised that I probably didn't really do that with the two call-ins I had at the start of that show. And thinking about it, um, I think possibly adding further levels of explanation might just make things a little bit boring for regular listeners. And um, I think new listeners will just have to accept the fact that it's going to take them a little while to settle in, possibly. I think it's probably akin to my first experience with Discord, which initially was extremely overwhelming just channel upon channel of ongoing conversations that you struggle to keep up with. But, you know, after hanging around there for a little while, you soon realise what bits are of interest to you, uh, what conversations you wish to contribute to, you know, and eventually, with all this seemingly endless stuff going on, you soon find three or four channels that you're quite comfortable keeping up with and to hell with the rest of them. (laughs) But if you're a new listener to Anchor and it all seems a little bit daunting, you'll 
find out what you like soon enough. You know, what content you'll be listening to as soon as it drops. I did have a comment on a post I put up on MeWe promoting the episode and one response I got from uh, Roger B was, for someone who's a completist, (laughs) this is overwhelming. And yes, yeah, I totally get that. (laughs) But then, if you're a completist, the whole RPG scene is going to be pretty overwhelming, I would imagine. Hey, Jason here, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. I I enjoyed your episode on Merchant Play and on whether Anchor is inaccessible. I don't think Anchor is any more or less inaccessible than any other podcast. Um, We do call back and forth quite a bit amongst each other, but... You know, if you just hop into one of these other podcasts that's been going on a long time, there's a lot there, too, that you may not know. A lot of in-jokes, a lot of in-things. So I don't think it's a big issue, to be honest. Um, And I do try to reference the other podcasts I'm talking about when I do reference them, you know, when I do mention them. So anyhow, I just thought I'd throw that in there. So talk to you later. A message from Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast there. Pretty much... um... Echoing my reflections on that previous episode. Don't think there's anything to add there. Thanks very much for your call. Yes, it's been a while. I've had some things going on at home, you know, family stuff. Some of it good, wholesome, seasonal stuff, like uh, taking a trip on the Santa Express today. That was fun. Some of it's been not so good, but that's another story. Um, I feel like I have got an awful lot to talk about. Let's start by saying no spoilers here, because I know it was live streamed, but I was up in front of the court of the Purple Worm for a episode or two which was fun yeah basically just kind of uh, chatting about my sort of where I'm from where I'm at that kind of stuff if you're a, a regular listener you'll know I've yet to uh, step into the GM shoes and uh, I was asked what would I run when that day comes and uh, my first thought was into the odd because um I think that's the first system that really excited me and the way it's set out appeals to my sensibilities. But having played several sessions of the Black Hack uh, run by Dave Aldrich, I think I'd be quite, I was going to say quite comfortable running that. Um, What I mean is maybe more comfortable running that. Another system, Naive, which really makes sense to me. A real contender there. And the Knave's an interesting one because there's been some discussion on the audio dungeon with um, Dave Aldrich of Deep Percentile and Joe Richter of Hindsightless and Wheel or Woe fame uh, around the subject of the OSR. And, um, <laughs> and I'm not sure how kind of constructive the responses were to their questions. Because it's, you know, it's one of those cans of worms. It's one of those things that people have been trying to nail down for quite some time. And the 
the more time passes, the more nebulous the term seems to have become. And I think naive is a good illustration of the problem in the sense that naive is very much a game that takes a few modern mechanics and puts them together in a way that doesn't really have a very OSR feel, yet they are designed specifically to run old-school D&D modules with as little need for conversion as possible. So essentially, it's something that doesn't look very OSR, but it's designed to feel very OSR. I bet that's from one person's perspective, Ben Milton of Questing Beast. That is very much his idea of what OSR is for him. And he's someone who's spent a lot of time looking at the whole concept of OSR. He's very much focused on reviewing material that's considered OSR. But he's also someone that didn't play back in the day. He's somebody that I believe has only really come into the hobby in recent years. So um, he's certainly an interesting one for folks like Dave, Joe and myself, I think, who weren't really part of D&D back then. He's someone worth checking out, and he's put together on his Questing Beast blog a page of recommended reading, and I would urge anybody interested in finding out what the OSR is all about, I would direct them to that reading list, uh, because I think it's possibly the most enlightening source for the uninitiated. Spencer, this is Colin Green of Spike Pit RPG Podcast. Just calling in to say Romance of the Perilous Land and Paleo Mythic by Osprey Games. They're the first two RPGs in their new RPG line, and I am going to be reviewing them on my podcast as soon as possible it takes a little while to put together an rpg review you read my mind sir i'm glad you're interested to hear about those games and i have to say just my initial impression is they're really nicely produced and you're not going to lose pages and i am of course referring to an earlier episode where i accused wizards of the coast with their 5e books for cutting corners and shoddy binding later. Uh, thank you very much for that call, Colin Spike Pit Green there. And yes, I'm very interested in both those books. They look great. I do have a PDF of the Romance of the Perilous Land, um, which I've had for some while. I've not actually looked at. I'm under the impression that this is just a physical publication of that PDF, possibly uh, cleaned up and whatnot. But um, I believe it's uh, very much the same game. 
and yeah, particularly interested in the Paleomythic, as I believe it's a 2D6 system, which will be interesting to look at, um, as uh, I can't get enough of those. <laughs> and yeah, as far as uh, production values go, I've got a couple of unboxings coming up, and you'll hear that uh, I'm very impressed with the way they have been put together. And in fact, I think I might drop those in right about now. Oh, what have we here? I've got a package, potentially a very exciting unboxing. But I don't want to spoil the surprise and the box is a little under the size of A3 so about the, I don't know about the size of a box Monopoly or something let's see it certainly seems to be well wrapped oh dear no, this is going to be tough getting in lots of tape on this one be easy they don't made it easy for me the suspense is killing me this is gonna be epic unboxing by this at this rate oh right what we got here one edge open. Oh, lining. It's using all my strength to get through this damn thing. Layers upon layers of cardboard. Whatever it is, it's well protected. Oh, oh. maybe it isn't what I thought it was. Oh, what's this? Oh, another. Ah, oh, yes, it is. It is. It looks like it is. Let's see. Well, bubble wrapped. Oh, now, those of you. Who've been paying attention, heard me talking about um, the fact that I backed old school essentials, but just went for the PDFs and lamenting that, uh, looking at how wonderful the physical books looked and just the art and the layout, and it's just a very beautiful thing. And I figured, well, I wouldn't mind picking up the rules tome. I mean, just as a great thing to possess. I wasn't too worried about its utility at the, at the table because, you know, I'll print out whatever PDFs I need. I doubt I'd run it rules as written. But, uh, yeah, it's just a, such a wonderful book that I really wanted a physical copy and guess what? 
actually managed to pick up the Jess Shields Leatherette Rules Tome. This is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And uh, yeah, just very, very fortunate to be able to get my hands on this uh, black and the silver embossed cover. The art is wonderful. And uh, you know, even if this thing just gets poured through occasionally and I don't even use it. I mean, it's such a lovely, lovely thing. So there we go. It's nice and exciting. A very happy bunny. Oh, what's this? Another unboxing? Let's see. Um, let's see what we've got here. I've already just, I've just opened up an envelope containing a couple of those Lego dice. I don't know if you've seen them, but uh, I thought they'd be great for playing around with. Um, you can change the color of the panel on each side of the D6s. Um, Unfortunately, they've only got one of each colour panel, that is. Um, so I might have to see if I can pick up a few more tiles so I can mess around with the whole, you know, one side being one colour, two sides being another colour, and three sides being another colour. The whole kind of uh, idea that Tom Bombolet has been playing around with. But I've got here in my hand an envelope from Wordery, big cardboard envelope. And let's see what's in here. I can't remember what I've ordered from them, but with all this um, talk of digest rule books, I thought I'd pick up and here it is. Oh, and that's quite nice. It's a hardback too, I didn't even realise that. Player core book, Rules and Magic, Lamentations of the Flame Princess. Um, another one to pin on you, Dave, the influencer, at it again. Um, yeah, it's quite a nice book actually. A little bit of gore going on in there, some people being uh, torn apart. I, I, there doesn't seem to be an emphasis on any particular gender being the victim. Uh, for some reason, I imagined the art would be somewhat misogynistic, but it doesn't appear to be the case at all. Um, just a little bit gruesome, perhaps. So there you go. That's, that is interesting. But that is a nice little book. Mystery and imagination, adventure and death. Beyond the veil of reality, beyond the influence and manipulating politicians. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Greedy merchants, iron-handed clergy 
and the broken masses that toil for their benefit, echoes of other realms call to those bold enough and desperate enough to escape the oppression of mundane life. Oh, yeah, this is certainly ticking my boxes. Treasure and glory await those courageous enough to wrestle it from the darkness. But the danger is great for lurking in the forgotten shadows are forces far stranger and more perilous than even civilization. The price of freedom might be paid in souls. Nice. Now with that and my OSE classic fantasy rules tome, anything is possible. Spencer, it's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just wanted to drop you a quick message to say thank you for joining us for the other night's first live stream slash recording session of the Purple Worm Groupcast. It was great to have you on as a guest host. Really appreciated that. Great to talk to you and sort of meet you face to face, as it were. And who knows, maybe we'll get that edinburgh trip of the purple worm people sorted out at some point in the future so thanks again dude and i'll catch you soon take care john allen large there from red dice diaries and the purple worm who i was very fortunate enough to be able to record with alongside pete jones dragons are real dave aldridge deeper centile and the legendary mr colin spike pit green yeah, thanks for your message, John. Absolute pleasure to be involved with that. A little bit of a long session for me. <laughs> I wonder whether I should have, uh, you know, hung around as long as I did because I was flagging a bit towards the end. But thankfully, you know, recording with four other people, I think I got away with it. But uh, also, as I said in my message to you, I'm a little bit further up than Edinburgh. A few more hours drive to go before you get up to me i'm right up there just outside inverness but i'm here if you need me but uh yeah thanks for letting me get involved obviously that goes to all the other purple wormers yeah it was really nice to be able to uh to get to chat to you all like that so cheers So, yeah, there's that. I've got a feeling this is probably <laughs> all over the place. I did call into Joe Richter on Hindsightless, and I've also been speaking to Barney a little bit on um, Loco Ludus uh, regarding a fear mechanic or a panic mechanic, which is probably a better description of what it is because um, I spoke about this back in uh, RPG A Day Month back in August. So yeah, I didn't want to talk too much about the fear mechanic itself. I feel I've sort of covered that, but I wanted to talk about fear itself. And Joe put out a recent episode um, where he doubted the possibility of 
players actually experiencing fear at the table. And I don't know. Fear, disbelief, and rationality. I think the the thing about fear is that it completely bypasses our rational mind, our reasoning. Dave was talking about watching a film and then afterwards freaking out in the dark. Maybe freaking out might not be the right word. What I mean is freaking himself out in the dark, rationally knowing there's nothing to worry about, but somehow that has been bypassed. So what's most powerful there is our own imagination and that, you know, we can freak ourselves out reading a book. We can freak ourselves out just getting on a particular train of thought and really unsettling ourselves. You know, when I was a kid, I was absolutely, I was fascinated with horror films, but I was quite a wuss when it came to watching them. I had a very vivid imagination and I certainly spent a lot of time freaking myself out. And I used to go, there used to be a local video store. It was quite a small store. And instead of having the cases displayed on shelves, all the covers were kept in uh, ring binders, you know. And I used to love going through the horror folder and looking at all the covers, looking at the, you know, the lurid, gory pictures on those video covers. And yet not having the courage to rent those movies. I, I, you know, I probably wasn't old enough to rent those movies. But I'm sure back then it wouldn't have been too much trouble. But um, the thing is, you know, I loved kind of freaking myself out like that. And the truth of the matter was that despite not having the balls to actually sit down and watch one of those movies, the the things that I created in my head were far more disturbing than the movies themselves when I finally got around to actually watching them, you know? Um, so it was the thought of watching the film that was overwhelming rather than the actual experience of watching it. And, uh, well, I kind of, I don't know if there's a lot of sense in what I'm saying. I'm just kind of throwing this out there. Spencer, Andy Goodman here. Um, first time listener, first time caller, uh, probably third time listener, to be honest. Um, uh, a big fan of Spike Pitt and Che, um, but been listening to yours a bit recently as well. And the, and the title um, all never fails to amuse me because um, when I was 10, um, I, had, um, I had the blue box and I came with In Search of the Unknown, but my friend had... Um, the keep on the borderlands, but I thought it was it was titled Keep on the Borderlands, 
And I knew what a keep was. I was a 10-year-old British schoolboy. Uh, we knew what keeps were, you know, castles were, modern bailey and all of that. But I seriously thought it meant that you had to keep on the borderlands. So I always wondered what would happen if you went off the borderlands. Oh, I suppose your podcast answers all that. Cheers, anyway. Thank you, Andy. Uh, that was Andy there from... Um... Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks, a brand new podcast. Always great to hear from a new listener, and I'm I'm glad that my title brought back <laughs> brought back that memory for you. And yes, yes, you find out all about what happens <laughs> if you keep off the borderlands, <laughs> if you're intrepid enough to venture through my back catalogue. Um, Something of a cautionary tale. <laughs> anyway, great to hear from you and um, great to see a podcast from you pop up. I urge everyone to check that out. Very tantalising first episode there. And uh, I feel I might identify with a lot of what Andy is going to be exploring there. But yeah, thanks again for your call, Andy. So there we go. I think that's enough from me. Thank you for your call-ins. I really, really appreciate those. If you want to leave a message, click on the anchor link in the description. Or you can always email me at spencer.freefrawl at gmail.com. There'll also be a link to TJ Drennan's Patreon, which is where I get all those great music clips. And what the hell, I might as well throw in a link to Osseus as well, because... Why not? I've been Spencer, a.k.a. Free For All. This has been Keep Off The Borderlands. Thanks again for listening. And remember, if things get dicey, just roll with it.